Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chef's Meal, where we talk about whatever and never and everything else in between. There we go. Now, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming again for another, uh, let's just say, a special podcast episode. Uh, this time around, with Mr. Robbie from Out of the Bank Podcast. What's up, homie? What's up, man? Now, did you say special because I have a helmet? Is that what it is? I, I'm sorry if that what it was, man. I, di- I didn't mean I to. St- I stickered it out, too. <laughs> no, but for real, do you wear a helmet? Uh, I have a weekday helmet. Like, there's one for Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. But I, I tend to be pretty free on Thursday and Friday. What does that look like? Uh, it's a white base to it. Um, for Monday, I like to kind of keep it blank. Okay. Um, I stickered it up. One says speed bump on the back. Uh, <laughs> and Tuesday says like uh tacos. You know, I gotta have that all over hey. the side of the helmet. And then Wednesday's hump day, so we just have a giant camel on the front, and it says, please don't hump me on the back of my head. <laughs> I don't necessarily wear helmets. Uh, I do wear different hats, though, on different days of the week, so I, I understand fully. Well, a snapback is basically the modern hipster helmet. That's true. That is true. You know, I um, I designed um, not really a snapback, but my own little trucker hat with my logo. This is like, I want to say a couple years ago, how it all started, at least for me, or a few years ago now. I was like, hey, I need a logo. So I reached out to a buddy of mine who does uh, graphic design and stuff. And we came up with, I was like, hey, I really love pork. Can you make... And I'll send you the logo that, that way you kind of understand it. Can you make a pork that has like is wearing like a like a gi, which is um, a martial arts kind of uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh-huh. or in, uh, in karate, whatever gi is also called. And then um, uh, can you put a mohawk on it and kind of make it look like it's doing like a Zen thing or whatever it is? And he came up with. One of the craziest looking things I've ever seen. So it's it looks like like a, a medieval, like a, a roadhog kind of with a gi on it, uh, legs crossed with um, just anime signs on his hands. And it says salty in the front of it because I'm a salty motherfucker. I like it. I like it. I dig. When you were explaining it all before, you said the Zen pose that was added in. I was immediately thinking that this is going to be the weirdest biker gang that anybody <laughs> yeah, will ever join. Exactly. So, in the, in the same kind of token, um, I I take pride into that hat, and I've had it for three years. I've washed it so many damn times; it's turning a little gray, but that is okay, nonetheless. Dude, I have a pair of pants that were. It, they were red, and I didn't realize if you mix something that's white in with a red Ooh. anything. Yeah, so all my stuff, I just say it's salmon. Like, all my white shirts are <laughs> salmon-colored shirts. Nice. My mom's like, that's pink. I'm like, you don't even know. You're you don't even blind. know. It's just off-white. It's okay. It's off-brand. <laughs> it's off-brand. Now, just for everyone that's listening, though, because they haven't really know. I, I mean, I know you, so uh, would you just care... Just share a little snippet of what you do and who you are. My name is Robbie. I work at a hotel and I do a podcast called Out of the Blank. Wow. Nice and concise. I appreciate that. Usually most people would just be like boom, 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 boom. And then like Yeah, I usually I usually tell people when they ask like what's out of the blank or promote your content. I'm like, it's like out of the blank. Look it up. <laughs> 
we get so much stuff handed to us. I'm like, yeah. nah, I'm not doing this for people. And they're like, but it's only going to help people find you. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. It's I, uh, Hey, that's why I appreciate you so much, man. I, we have the same spirit. I mean, if they do ask for, you know, information, I, I do have it. But for the most part, it's, it's just the name. You can look it up. People can, uh, kind of get into it but let me ask you a couple of things though what are what are some of your hobbies because like I, I know we kind of got into it when you were uh, when we were having a combo on your end but like just just for our listeners in particular give me give me I'm some like, uh, i'm like one of those like i'll do anything type people like i'll i'll try anything once you know you know i, I do a, a variety of things like i play games i uh you know i my whole family's music uh broadcasting ooh. too and then, um, yeah, cause I know you're, you play guitar and you're in a band. So yeah. I, like I, I have our whole podcast that we did could have went completely different. I would have just brought up music, but, um, I also, you know, I just like talking to people and finding what people are interested in. I'm a, a fitness freak myself. So, mm. you know, that's where kind of food plays a little bit too, you know, watching what you eat and kind of staying a clean lifestyle. But yeah, I, I do a I can't even narrow down because one day I'll be doing something. And next thing I'll be doing is trying to figure out how to spin a yo-yo a certain way. <laughs> bungee jumping, yay or nay? I have never bungee jumped and I am deathly afraid of heights. Like how how afraid are we talking about? Like I'm talking about like looking off like out my window on my second story. That's that's a lot. That's a, that's a big <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> Like my dad used to scare the crap out of me by literally I would look over like we'd be on like a skyscraper or something. And I'd be looking down and he'd just come up behind me and go huh! and then shock me. Be like, huh! Huh! like, like feel like I was going to fall off. Oh, dude, he, he's a torment me with that. That's messed up. Why, why would your dad do that? Because he just was like, it's funny. You're afraid of it. And it's OK. I get him back. He's afraid of sharks. So we live, we live in a beach town, so you can't really have a fear of anything in the ocean. I mean, sharks, sharks are okay. So here's the thing. It's a big ass fish, right? And it has a lot of teeth. I mean, most of anyone would be afraid of the damn thing. Um, and it's, it's in the water that you're not accustomed to. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm afraid of sharks. You know what I'm afraid of? Mm. Coconuts. Why coconuts? Because coconuts kill more people than sharks per year. <laughs> I swear to you. Is this a fact have, right now? I have done the podcast on it. I used to do a spinoff of Out of the Blank called Fill in the Blank, and it's the uh-huh. complete opposite. We just did narrowed down topics. And I looked up Death by Coconut. Dude, there's a lot of people that get killed per year by a coconut just falling what? out of a tree. I'm talking from babies in a stroller and a hotel has a palm tree or has a coconut tree or something. And a coconut just falls off and kills the baby in the stroller. Wow. And then I was like, this can't be like a real problem. No, dude, I went to Hawaii. They have signs where it's like a pedestrian crossing, but it's a coconut tree and it's people running and there's coconuts like pelting at their head. (laughs) It's funny you mentioned it. I'm on the wiki right now. And this is this is a thing, yeah. In Honolulu, Hawaii, there the the main signs it says "Beware falling coconuts," in Japanese, in Chinese, and it's a family uh, running away from the coconut tree. It's, a, it's a white is, sign, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is yeah. a white sign. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. And it's written in red, so it's like blood. Mm. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I would assume so. Sure. 
It's just, I don't want to, if I were ever in the ocean, I don't ever want to come across a, a bigger fish, let's just say. Um, it just, it'll creep you out. You know, you can't really swim too good. They can. What if they just decided to, you know, give you a hug? So I used to be a jet ski guide. And um, the weirdest part about my town is it's called Ocean City, Maryland. So if you Google it, there's a, literally it takes a bridge to get over into the town because there's the bay on one side of us and then there's the ocean on the other. So when we would jet ski in the bay, we would get sharks that would come into the bay. Wow. So they do that because it's shallow there so they can have their like puppies, whatever they want to call them. And they would just they would just do, do that and then they would go back out to sea or whatever. And I remember they have like when a giant shark comes off our shore, they track it. So we've had like giant great white or something come by. Mm -hmm. It's like, what is that doing over here? We've never even, that's not even close to our area, but we had a hammerhead and it got into the bay. So I'm out on the riding area and I'm watching a bunch of people first time on a jet ski trying they all want to fall off that's like the point of it going super fast and then <laughs> throwing your partner off and i get a radio call and they're like hey robbie make sure nobody falls in the water i'm like why he goes uh we just tracked the hammerhead and it's actually near our riding area and i'm sitting on my jet ski <laughs> like i'm like what and then i turn around and there's this giant like cruise type ship behind me and a bunch of people are pointing and taking pictures and i'm like are my muscles showing in a way where I look really good? And I'm like, I'm like looking at my arms and like you know, doing a little flex and looking up at them. And then nice, I look nice, down nice. and I see a hammerhead right by my jet ski. Oh, wow. And I'm like, Oh my, like I was like, I was, I was scared, but I was like, damn, like that's a big fucking fish. That's a big fish. Did you hug it? No, I actually had my toes in the water at the time off my jet ski and I was like, okay, and I pulled them back up and then I just immediately looked for everyone making sure nobody was in the water at the time. <laughs> now, here's um I want to ask you like two more questions but before we I I want to ask one more really quickly kind of like a weird thing now that you mention it, right? So, what is the sexiest and least sexy name? The sexiest name the sexiest uh, and least sexy like one that like would be it's like rolls off the tongue sexy or one yeah, that we'll, I just we'll go with that one yeah 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 like whatever you feel that's necessary jessica jessica yes yeah, that, kinda, used to, yeah, that does kind of sound sexy doesn't it i used to love dukes of hazard when jessica simpson oh. was like the was daisy duke and yeah yeah, yeah, I had yeah. A poster of that in my room but yeah either jessica like real dirty like Ooh. It just seems like she might be a little dirty. Yeah, that's Jessica. <laughs> the reason I ask you because would you be Jessica on that ski when the pe when the people are taking pictures of you? Oh, Did you I, think I, that you were? There's, dude, you don't know how many times I just looked for an excuse to take my life jacket off. <laughs> I was right. I got a six pack, dude. So I'm like, I didn't want to cover it up at all. Like I, oh, I wanted to at least show off a little bit. And I remember because, you know, I am a fitness freak because I got bullied in school. So I was overweight when I was a kid. And then like when I got, you know, into the gym real hard, I developed a six pack and just kept it. And I remember I was always afraid. Like, I don't even like taking my shirt off to get in the shower. That's how uncomfortable I am with my body. And um, it's funny because I took my life jacket off one time because this girl, like, it's easier to swim without a life jacket. Correct. So our, our bay is just waist deep. There's only certain parts you can't stand. 
So um, I just would take the life jacket off and hop in the water and help somebody. And I remember I did it, and it was a, a bachelorette party. And all of them were like, damn, he's got a – and just went immediately started judging <laughs> my body. And then I felt really uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, they, they had, it, it they comes had a, with like, – they it had a variety of uh, penis balloons all over the boat, so I was <laughs> like, there's no way. I was going to say about the penis balloons. It, co- it, it, comes, with, it comes with the hat, I think, uh, having um, a more toned physique uh, to people instantly judge you and things. Now, about 15 years ago, I did have the, the toner uh, frame, like so much so it was kind of insane, but I haven't done sports in so long, so I kind of not necessarily let go, but I don't. I don't go for the insane anymore. Uh, kind of, kind of, just kind of go about it. But I still have. So my body have a lot of scars on it from training, and it's not necessarily uncomfortable for me. But I I feel uncomfortable for others when they see my body, uh, when my shirt is off, kind of, because I have scars in my back. I have scars in my chest. Um, I have um, like weird things on my shoulders, all from fighting, pretty much. And I have this really huge tattoo on my my left chest into my uh, my left arm, and so they're like, um, uh, yakuza, kinda, sorta. Yakuza. Yeah, it just part it, of the triangle, bro. Yeah. Triangle. Are you? Uh, are we? Is somebody watching you? Like, uh, is there some hitmen outside? Like, what's going on right now? Well, I was always like, I'm a cover up like kind of guy. Like, I wear big jackets and stuff where you wouldn't tell I had a six pack. But then, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I stay around three to five percent body fat. Like this morning, wow. I was up at two a.m. and I ran ten miles, and then I'm gonna work out later today. Like, I mean, it's you know that's all just because I had two French fries. Like, you know, I take it to the extreme, and I worked out every day for seven years now. But it's like. I just tell people like, you just got to have persistence in like when you overcome something to never fall back into those that thing you overcame in the first place. Yeah. You know, wow, 3% just, dude. Yeah. It's not live. I mean, it's not fun to live like that. You restrict mm. a lot of what you eat and stuff. And I can get cold when it's 90 degrees outside. You'll see yeah. me with like a jacket on. And it's like. It, it's there's times, you know, I wish I could get over it, but I've been working every day trying to make sure I didn't become what I became before yeah. when I was a kid. But, you know, it's all about, you know, you have these formative moments. You just got to kind of bring them in your own way. No, no, I get it. I get it. I, I at my fittest, I was 11 percent. And I yeah, thought I'm, that was I thought that was ridiculous. I was like, God, can you imagine people are like four or five percent? Yeah, I did a fasted run this morning, and then so I ran ten miles on an empty stomach, wow. and then I ate like a hundred calories. So I burned sixteen hundred, only ate a hundred, and then mm-hmm. I did like a bunch of abs stuff. So I always kind of do abs every single day, even when I work out. I mean, I work out like two to three hours a day. So gotcha. No, I only did the full circuit earlier today, uh, forty-five minutes, uh, full body, no rest. Just kept going every minute or so. And about 30 seconds of rest in between just kept going. I love it when I explain two to three hours. People are like, what are you doing that whole time? I'm like, I'm working out super fucking hard the whole yeah. time. I mean, like the whole – there's no sitting down, no breaks or nothing. Mostly because you can just put on a good podcast, man. And then next yeah, thing you know, going. it just flies right through. Yeah, you just keep going. I absolutely dig it. I, uh, I listened to a couple of new ones now, now that I've uh, – kind of into the business, uh, but more specifically for music, though. but we'll, we'll touch on that uh, in a little bit. 
Um, but let's get into let's get into the nitty gritty. I call it right. So let's talk about a little bit of food, a little bit of stuff. Now you had an idea before, and I kind of want to bring it up. So here's a topic that Robbie came up with. How would we, as Robbie and myself, uh, design a restaurant? So just for the, for the listeners, uh, they understand that I'm in a restaurant business myself. Uh, but you being, let's just say, a foodie and uh, likes to kind of keep their intake clean. Is cereal soup? Okay, cereal, I eat that all day. That's my guilty pleasure. Dude, I could send you at least 30 pictures on my phone right now if you (laughs) won't believe me. And I bought 40 boxes of cereal and they are shoved all in my pantry. No, but why though? And you know why I ask you that, right? Because I I understand exactly why you would have cereal. It's amazing. What do you mean? There isn't a reason not to have cereal. You know, I, we don't keep cereal at the house here in my what? casa. Yeah, no cereal. What is, are, you're not living. <laughs> you're not living. If you haven't had a bowl of Count Chocula, this is the season for it. I had a, I had Count Chocula a long time ago. I just haven't frequented it at all. Dude. It's I, been, I, it's been like years, Rob. I dude, haven't bef- had any. Before I hopped on this microphone, I had grabbed a handful of frosted mini wheats and just ate it. And then I was drinking a, like a coffee as I was going up the <laughs> stairs, like <laughs> pure savagery. Like that's I, I pour. I honestly like I'll mix that in with like a salad too. I'll grab like a handful of like cornflakes and just crush it just so I get grains in there. Because mm. like if you eat a lot of like clean salads and foods all the time, you start to get cravings for like bread, which I eliminate with using cabbage i use that i create raw tacos and then um it's it's difficult but you find inner workings like if you get a sweet tooth if you freeze like a grape or if you freeze like a strawberry and then you Mm. eat that you'll lose your craving for like cake or something it's really weird yeah no no we do it here at the house too so we're we're i call it the the 80 20 split i think i mentioned this to you Uh, on your pod when we were talking about it. Um, We are particularly clean at the house. We don't necessarily consume meat. Uh, There's a lot of tofu, a lot of vegetables, a lot of uh, roasted things. Um, Nuts and stuff are all particulars in the house. Uh, But when I'm at the restaurant, obviously, I I can't have access to tofu all the time. But I do have access to a lot of roasted vegetables, a lot of vegetables, a lot of salads. So that's what I consume uh, when I'm there. But every once in a while, chicken... So let's uh let's just kind of break down a restaurant, right? So let, let's uh let's put on the the binoculars. If you and I were to go to a restaurant, what is most um appeasing to you? Like what what makes you fancy that restaurant to begin with? Uh, uh seafood, you know. Seafood. I'm a big seafood guy, but like just literally just uh yesterday, I went out to eat for the first time in 4 years. Oh, wow. Mostly because like I'm an expense guy, so I'm like I like to save all my money. Mm. And also, once you start eating your own meals and getting addicted to the gym, you watch your calorie intake. So I was like, I'd rather just make a can of tuna at home. But yeah. like I, I went out to eat, and I think a lot of factors come into play, like your atmosphere. Okay. Um, really, if you look at a restaurant and like kind of observing, like I looked up the menu before I went. Yeah, so, most of us do too. It's it. You want to know what's there option wise. Like I can't eat red meats, for instance. Like it just I can like and I will sometimes when I haven't had it forever. But then I won't Mm. go to the bathroom for like a week. Yeah, because I've just I've eaten fish so long that my body's like it's like shoving diesel into a Corvette. It's not going to run right. Correct. So, I mean, 
sitting down, I think what usually when I go to options, if I was going to pick a restaurant would be probably something that's familiar to me a little bit. Like if I was going to pick something, like if I wanted sushi, you know, something I know I like, I, I, I will try something new, but it seems like a lot of the stuff nowadays is really, really greased up. Ah, I get it. So typically fish is your go-to. Mm-hmm. Got it. So would the, okay. Would the menu be more, more heavy than the atmosphere? Meaning the, the scales are tipping to which way are you? You mean for our restaurant? Yeah. For our restaurant. Well, I think before we, ah, man, I would have to take in the really like in the business aspect too, not only in like my own personal preference, I'd have to try and figure out like who is in the area. Do we have older people? Do we have younger kids? If we have younger kids, we can get away with selling burgers. If we have older people, they're probably watching their cholesterol and they're probably Mm going to want more something like seafood style, like a fish or a nice lean chicken or something. Yeah. Um, it all, I guess, depends on where we even open at. Gotcha. So current demographics, I'll share some um, some insights for you uh, being in the business. So it, no matter where you are, as a seafood restaurant, you will always attract the older generation. That's like that's like hands down. They will always go to you because in their brains, that's how they're accustomed to it. Uh, like a cleaner meal, seafood joint. Uh, we can probably get a soup, a discount or whatever. And we get this so much at my restaurant it's like do you guys have like a you know like a 10 for wednesday or whatever or a 15 off or whatever like that being a senior citizen we're like uh we don't do that (laughs) do you have a near death special yeah 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 one of those i i I swear to god like i think it was yesterday or last night last night i was at a restaurant and one of the older i don't want to say older but they had an accent and it gives it gives it off as an older feller um, and he goes, he calls, he's like, Hey, how much is your chowder? We're like, Oh, it depends. We have a cup version. We have a bowl and we have a quart, you know, to go and stuff. They're like, how much is the bowl? Uh, we're like $18. He's like, what? $18. What? I can get like two of those at ShopRite or whatever. ShopRite is a, uh, a commodity here, like a, like a, like a rest shop or whatever. And, um, we're like, yeah, but you know, we, we cook it and uh, the ingredients are all, uh, top notch. That's why it's eighteen dollars or after tax, or whatever. But like, oh, you know what? I think we're just gonna pass. Click. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I, I, I that was me yesterday when I went out. I mean, I went and it was thirty dollars for one crab cake. Yeah. My my grandpa's like, we have the retirement money. We haven't seen you in like four years since the last time we went out to eat. I might as well like, I don't care. Get whatever you want. We got all the money. Mm. I was like, okay, but. For me, I was just like, uh-uh, I want this. I'll take the salad. That's eight ninety nine, and I'll take <laughs> added with some chicken and some mandarin oranges, so it adds up to like thirteen dollars. My grandfather's like, I'll take a platter of crab cakes. Comes out to like sixty something dollars for himself, <laughs> and then I think that's what he's doing. He's order. He's ordering like an elderly grandpa, so he's getting crab cakes, something that's not too bad on like the cholesterol and stuff. Yeah. Then he goes, I also want a side of French fries and applesauce. I'm like, you're a savage. <laughs> I just looked at him. I was like, everything about that was like, I just, I don't even, that just hit me out of left field. Yeah. Well, do you know why crab cake or crab meat is so expensive? Because it's hard to get. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a small resource. Those little crabs are a pain in the dick to harvest. 
and it, it, it's always usually pertaining in Asia. So all the way down the East Coast, that's where they're mostly predominant. But if you think about it, if you do catch the crab, you still have to cook it. But then you have to break down all the little stupid shells. And that's yeah. where the labor goes up to. Yeah, we'll get a bushel of crabs or something. It'll be like uh, like $50 for a bushel, and we'll be sitting there picking crabs. And if you actually sit there, pick them all, and then put them in a pile, like it's a long process, but you don't get a whole lot of meat out of it. No, I mean, you can pick a all. whole bushel and get like a small little cereal bowl filled. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's where the cost spikes up uh, dramatically. So even even in my restaurant, it's thirty two ninety five for a crab cake, uh, and it's a five-ounce crab cake portion. With a with a salad, right on top of it. So we we got into the restaurant. We are on our way, and I, I like I mentioned, we will always attract older uh, clientele to begin. But but let's let's stab at a couple of menu items because I think let's just go with five. Okay, let's just say we're a new restaurant. Here's the kind of things that we're gonna be selling, and we'll try to adjust on clientele. I would like uh, a crab cake slider. That's like my go-to. I dig it. Like an what appetizer? An appetizer? No, like a it, like a like a meal. So it'll come into little, you know, um veggie buns, we'll call it. Um with a crab cake that's uh that's baked in the middle of it, lettuce, tomato, a little sriracha sauce goes on top of it. I like that. All right, but m- for me personally, um I have kind of two answers because I know the business side of me as well. The more like the entrepreneur what I know people are going to want, they're going to mm. probably want something like a like a nice uh small like s- maybe a steak or something mixed with like a maybe having a burger as a like another option to choose from. But for me, I probably want something like man, uh something with shrimp for sure, probably like okay. some, some uh steamed shrimp. Maybe like a little like half pound of steamed shrimp. Oh, um, like a boil? Yeah. And then uh, yeah, get yeah, a, yeah, yeah. dump some Old Bay on there. I'm from Maryland. You put Old Bay on everything. On and everything, then, uh, I know. And then probably maybe a side of like uh, a little bit like a – I don't want to say potatoes, but like something chopped up, uh, diced okay. up or something. Not mashed potatoes. Got it. Well, a typical boil would have uh, – like just boiled potatoes, like the, the little uh, red potatoes. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Delicious, right? Um, and also corn would be a good uh, side that will go with some boiled shrimp. I could dig it. No, no, I dig it. I definitely dig it. We also serve a uh, shrimp cocktail at our restaurant. But well, that one's expensive, though, because it's 812 shrimp. Do you know why uh, the shrimp are gauged by numbers? Because it's the amount of meat. Almost. So let's say I'm going to give you two numbers, okay? If you were to go to uh, one of your produce locations or your, uh, your your market, if you ask for 1620 shrimp, they would give you a definite size. 1620 means 16 to 20 pieces of shrimp yeah, to yeah, a yeah. pound. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you knew that. So our shrimp cocktail is 812. 8 to 12 pieces of shrimp to a pound. These fucking things are huge. Are are pretty big. They're like half of your hand. They're have massive. You, yeah. Have you seen jumbo shrimp? Those things. I oh, would, yeah. When I was a kid, I used to pick it up like it was a gun, and then act like I was like like uh, waving it in the air and stuff. Like, look at this. I'm a. I got a. This thing is huge. It's like holding yeah. a TV remote. Yeah. So those are called prawns. So those are four sixes. They're they're ridiculous. They're pretty much half pound things, 
and they're they're pretty damn massive. I want a point five out of like one. <laughs> that's called a lobster. I just throw a giant crab on your plate. There you go. That's not yeah, like, yeah. that's not okay. a shrimp. Where'd you get that from? Freaking land of the lost or land before time? <laughs> no, because I I appreciate shrimp more than I would lobster. Lobster is F for me. It's it's bland. You know, that's why I don't even though we sell a lot of lobsters in my restaurant, it's I don't I don't know. What do you feel about lobsters? I like them. Um it's I don't I really do not like when a grocery I'm pretty sure grocery stores don't even really have it anymore, but they used to have lobsters in a tank. I know what was really uh big with our restaurant down here, there was one called Hooper's and um it was like a crab seafood restaurant, even like the top of the building they had a giant crab up top. But like mm-hmm. they had lobsters in a tank where it was like a claw machine game, which I thought was pretty messed up. Um, you had to like pick your own like food. I think that's a little bit ridiculous, mostly because a lot of them like actual like restaurants that don't sit there and thoroughly go through the fish tank and see what's living still. You're mm. it's a bunch of dead stuff contaminating alive stuff. So you're eating like really really sick crustacean stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it gets a little iffy on the lobsters you got to make sure that um it's one first of all you don't want it in a tank and if it were in a tank uh the one thing you're looking for is that it's kicking and it's the most active and the telltale sign is you know those little whiskers that they have in front yeah make sure those are really long meaning they haven't been into the tank and none of the other lobsters have tried to um eat it Dude, that reminds me of a video I just saw this morning where someone threw food at this alligator. It was like a group of them. And uh-huh. the one flipped over like and hit the other – like to move its body because they kind of like lift their head up and then flop over. He yeah. slapped the other crocodile in the face. The other crocodile bit his hand and did the spin move and ripped it off. Oh, wow. And they just – nothing else happened. They just He just kept on going about his day. I'm like, he just lost a hand. <laughs> yeah, I mean – so as lobsters, they eat anything. Those are I. What I like to tell people is, and not not a lot of people actually understand what what the crustaceans do in the ocean. They're generally the bottom dwellers. They they feed on crap. Yeah, on everything. So you're eating everything what they've that's been dead. eating on the ground. They're um they're just like flounders. Probably one of the worst fish you can get because they're bottom dwellers. Yeah, so they pick up. We eat like I ate a flounder one time and got really really sick. And I looked it up and it was all the contamination. See, the easiest thing to be contaminated out of anything, like food-wise, the easiest one is probably fish. Because mm-hmm. when you get a whole batch of it, depending on if where that water source was, that water could easily be contaminated with something that can get you viably ill. Yeah, and that's where the scary part about the fish uh, industry is you got to make sure that you're purchasing from reliable sources and you actually know that they have procedures in places that are happening so they can check the the protein uh, for contaminants but um yeah it's it's tricky man unlike livestock livestock you can monitor it you know you see the damn thing uh, it's not in the ocean and that's a an easier feat to tackle okay so we talked about um some of the menu items in our restaurant and maybe some of the things that will be in there how about visual though? How do you like your restaurant to look like? Not cheesy, like it's something like out of like Applebee's or something. I also don't <laughs> like Outback on the concept of they make it way too Australian and they try and play off that way too much. I've never been to an Outback, dude. Outback, they have people that go, 
hey, what can, that's called what we call a blooming onion. And you're like, uh-huh. this does not exist in Australia. I've podcasted with people in Australia and they say it's a crock of crap. Like it's, wow. I definitely think you should be like, Hey, this is our restaurant. Like we need, first of all, you need, we need to think of a name. What would we even call it? And then once we call it something, we'll know what we can set it up as. Hmm. So it, it was, it's going to be a fish restaurant ish, right? Like seafood restaurant. Yeah. But we should definitely cover all ground too. I think our main like special should be like a taco for sure. Oh, I could fuck up a taco in a second. That's what I'm saying. Like a nice seafood like blitz. Hmm. Okay. All right. I dig it. We we have uh so we have I think we have five versions right now of the tacos that we serve at a restaurant. But the one that I like to make that it's not on the menu, it's it, usually it's just for me because you know I'm hungry. I, I mix tofu and shrimp, a little Cajun seasoning on top of it, and it goes on a bed of romaine lettuce. So it's like a like a veggie taco kind of. Yeah, I like a little it. pico goes on top of it. Um, some string onions that are um, how do you say it? they're pickled onions on top, and a little bit of uh, sriracha mayo that I make in house. Um, that gets my fancy all together, and I'm I'm all happy about it. Hmm. I'm thinking like I definitely don't want a lo- I don't want any TVs really in the restaurant. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't like TVs. I'm, I don't want anything that's gonna take away anything from the connection you're supposed to be getting with your family because I feel like that's a big moment too. How many times mm. do you go out to eat nowadays and there's just people on their phones like they're on Tinder as they're on a Tinder date. You're like you're still yeah. swiping and the girl you went on a date with is right in front of you right now. I, I don't understand the whole Tinder thing too, man. Maybe maybe I'm just a little on the older mindset, but that's not that's not how we went on dates <laughs> on my era. We we asked people out, you know? I think we should play like on a like I've been to in Baltimore they have like retro diners and stuff. I don't wanna uh-huh. play on that aspect. I wanna play more of a classic theme though. Like you walk in, there's not a bunch of like it's not like shenanigans, there's not a bunch of goofy shit on the walls. There's mm. something classic about it when you walk in you're like okay there's not a whole lot going on in ambiance wise mm. so it feels like i can actually connect with the meal and connect with the person i'm here with yeah you know i'm, I'm a big fan of not really white tablecloths but if you if we're think if we're talking just setting i want 50 50 chairs about right uh white tablecloths on top of it make it nice and on the walls it could just be like our pictures our pictures of fish or pictures of and black and white, nice and big, just chilling. That way, the ambiance is, you know, you're still in a fish restaurant. Uh, maybe pictures of the food uh, in black and white. It's huge. They can see on the wall and stuff. And then that intimate setting where you're sitting in front of people. And kinda. So like, a, a, like li- a bunch of two-seaters. A little bit of like low light, though. Like that low yeah, yellow yeah, light, yeah, not yeah. the super bright white light. So you want something low. But also like we yeah. could have at each table above on the sides, like where people would be kind of looking to the left if there's the wall right there. Like mm. have maybe like an art piece or something. Like not not, not nothing super like classic, like uh, Monet or something. But more like we mm. went to a thrift store and saw like a really good like painted like, you know, pastel art or something just put it up there oh i dig yeah i dig i the more the more subtle the better that way the food can speak that's my motto 
in my kitchen. I understand my, you know, I'm in a company, I'm in a in a corporate company, and there's, you know, they have their old setting. But if it were my restaurant, I want it as plain as possible. Um, and like, I, I dig these drop lights. You know what I'm talking about? Like, um, how do you explain it? Like the ones if you're like, sitting at a bar, they have. Kind of, but like it's the string lights, you know, like in um, oh my god, words fail me right now. I have it in my, I have it in my studio. I can't think of it, but it's just um, a single light over the table, but it's like hanging. Yeah, but it's on a string. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can, you know, you can set the mood. You can make it a little brighter, etc. But I, I dig that feel so each and every table will have that little drop light recess light or one or two or one more. i like those but i also think that like the restaurant there should be like a, like a it, it should have a balcony part like kind of like where Ooh. there's like an upstairs and then it's like there's tables lined up on the balcony so you can kind of look down and see what's down there and i think at one section there should be like i would definitely kind of since we're a seafood kind of thing i kind of want it to be a little bit on the water and get like where like you would see the pier, so there's outside seating a little bit too, but it's closed oh, in in nice. case it rains or something. If someone like you know like me likes a nice light rain or something and wants to eat mm. like enjoy that, I could still sit outside without getting soaked, and then um have a uh, pool tables, dude. Pool tables, like but with like uh, not a whole bunch of them, not like fifty. I'm talking like one or two <laughs> you know what i mean so it's like a small yeah. like spaced out so you still have your space to actually play but have uh-huh. it like in a, a little bit of a separate side so the people who actually want to sit and eat don't have to see that part of it but then the people who want to kind of get a plate on a table and then kind of still play the game while coming down and taking a bite to eat and then playing again like that type style I dig it. Okay, so maybe a little more fast casual. That's what we call it in our, in our restaurant biz with that kind of a style and play. I dig it. I dig it. But not like a Dave but, and Buster's. Don't do that. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> not like a Dave and Buster's. My grandpa was but like, Dave I and did Buster's not. <laughs> my is gran- badass. My grandpa was like, I didn't see you the whole entire time we were here. I'm like, yeah. He goes, you didn't even eat. I was like, yeah. I was like, there's video games, bro. You literally expected me being 12 years old to go over there and <laughs> have an actual meal. Come on. Yeah. That's what you do at Dave and Buster's. You play video games. That's that's what you do. We have one here. I want to say 20 minutes away from where we are right now, or maybe another one 40 minutes away. And it's <laughs> it's all like their clientele is the corporates like there there'll be a whole bunch of parties with just them coming in having a blast getting stupid on the drinks and playing laser tag and it's amazing it sounds like a, a grown-ups paradise it is because that's what that's what we treat it here as even uh at one point for I think I was like a Christmas thing or whatever for the restaurant I was like hey I know we always go bowling but what if we spent like the extra, I don't know, 400 bucks or whatever, if we just took everybody out to Dave and Buster's? You'd spend a lot of money. No, no, no. Granted, I'll just pay for the ticket to get in and then they can have uh, their stuff on the food and stuff. But just for all of us to be in the same room in Dave and Buster's while everybody's stupid and playing laser tag, I think that'd be a great episode. <laughs> like I want videos of it. Oh yeah, my, sure. my staff is stupid. I'm telling you, I would definitely, I would murder a Pac-Man machine, dude. I wouldn't even want to play laser. Oh. I'd be playing Pac-Man all day. 
So pack, uh, are you more of a classic like pinball Pac-Man kind of guy? Mostly, like I think that would be like, like you know, that one's a lot more fun because every time I play like a pinball machine, immediately the song Pinball Wizard starts playing into my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a classic, by the way. Have you heard of the Elton John cover? Yes, I have. Ugh. You're talking to the- you're talking to a kid whose dad was in a Kiss tribute band, and both my parents are DJs, so I knew all types of music. By the age of I think eight, I had a Kiss toothbrush as soon as it came wow. out. Wow, wow, wow! Kudos to you, sir. Kudos to you. I I believe in old music because there's a nostalgia and there's a different feel and a set of words that they were um, invoking when they were singing it. Than what it is today. It's a, a whole different genre. It changed. Altogether. But it changed. It really is. You know, it's a different feel, different thing. I get it. That's why I love uh, the old classics. Now, I do, I, I want to save, I want to save the name in a little bit. Let's get back to it in a couple of things. I want to ask you a couple more questions. Um, and kind of pertains to what the restaurant is. Now, in a restaurant or being in the food uh, what is the most ridiculous fact that you know? That for having to go to an authentic restaurant, such as an authentic Hispanic restaurant, you expect a Latino mm-hmm. to be working there. <laughs> you know that's true, though. I did a research yes. study about this in school, okay? I went thoroughly into this. My buddy works as a sushi chef, and he is Vietnamese, and they hired him because he is Vietnamese. Yeah. That is Absolutely. ridiculous. There's no – I met people that – like there's a, a white sushi chef who's been practicing the art of cooking sushi for 30-something years, which we talked about. And uh-huh, we did. he didn't get a job. He ended up starting his own business because all because of his ethnicity. And I was like that's yeah. not what makes authentic food. It's knowing the style behind it. Mm-hmm. And that's – it's so it's so true. That's why I, I kind of – I kind of jeer laughed at you for a second because that's what, that's how it is. Like it's sad. It, it's super sad. So what's an Americanized version? Do we just have to have like a bloated guy up front and like one of those segways? I always think barbecue. Oh, uh, barbecue. Whenever, yep. yeah, like American, because that's that's what um, America's all about. The the whole barbecue scene is what we bred here. Uh, but being from you know being from the Philippines, we're you know obviously more stew based, more fish based, uh, more ramen stuff. Uh, so it's a different feel altogether. But I think if it were if we're an American version, I'm thinking down south cooking, you know, um, some ribs, um, some steaks, some chops on the grill, and some some fat dude kind of singing. While he's chuckling away. Singing some kid beer. rock song, Summer Long. <laughs> yes. Want to see how many tattoos I got? No, just got a little bit of uh, this little mustache and this long hair for me. Can I get another beer, please? <laughs> the only plant, the only uh, tattoo I need is the Bible, because that's my tattoo. Or can I get, uh, can I just get this to go on my pickup truck? And then I'll just take it home for later for my dog. <laughs> Immediately when he said that, I started thinking of the song Old Town Road. Uh, you know, I, I met the guy. He's not bad. He's okay. I believe he's a good guy, but I also believe that he did. He made a song and it was a trend and then it went away. 
it's it happens too much well it's the problem is they find a template for a song which is why i don't like the music industry now i Mm -hmm. get it's your passion but not a lot of it is originality anymore i mean when you listen to zeppelin song like that whole like "Ah," like that oh yeah like that is like they'll get you pumped up but then like you listen to the trends that used to be like really popular now they're not the same anymore because their minute of fame was like a month ago. It just doesn't yeah. hit you the same. It's not even close. It's more of a they're they're um, they're playing on a chance uh, for a brief whim on whatever they think of music is. And I mean, uh, to your point, the the, the, the Zeppelin song. Uh, my my favorite is um, a whole lot of love. Okay, when that fucking riff comes on, yo. Let's get it. I am. I am all for it. I'm pumped. I'm ready to smash shit. I think that's one of the best uh, riffs ever, uh, ever created. I don't know if they riffed it off of Jimmy, but it's okay. Not a big deal. Hey, Jimmy Hendrix. <laughs> you know the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Their song "Snow." Um, if you watch the documentary, mm. uh, John Frusciante that thought of that uh, guitar uh, riff, he actually took that from Jimi Hendrix. He actually took that a line from Jimi Hendrix song and he mm. split it up into individual pieces, like individual chords. And then you hear him yeah. play it. And then it's, it's it, that whole snow intro is all from Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I mean, my, uh, one of my singles, uh, it's called taking over. I pulled a little bit from Hendrix. Um, I forgot what the song, the, uh, if six becomes nine, so I pulled a little bit uh, from that um, experience and just kind of gave it my little bit of spin. Just maybe it's it's like six notes that I kind of fumbled. And I was like, I just dig the way he fucking played it. And then I, I wrote a whole song yeah. uh, about it. But, you know, that's it's a different genre, though, you know? Different style. Like I said, sometimes you Different can get a style, man. you can get a cover artist that does a better song than the original. Like have you ever heard on oh. uh, if you heard Andre three thousand, um his song mm-hmm. Hey Ya for Outcast, there's a yeah. dude named Jebediah uh Parker that does an acoustic version of that and it totally changes the whole vibe of the song. And actually I enjoy that a lot better because he does it acoustically and he does it really mm. slow and you actually find out it's about a guy that loses his girlfriend over a drug trip and stuff and how they're becoming so distant now. And it's like, Whoa. Yeah, no, it's a music. Music is another topic that I think we should stab, but for, <laughs> for our purposes, Let's bring it back into food really quick. Um, Like I said, I was going to get back to the name of the restaurant, but two more questions for you really quick. Uh, What's the best type of cheese? And I think we should serve cheese in our restaurant. I don't eat cheese. Like a a platter. I know you don't eat cheese. I don't eat cheese. But I would say if a business aspect of it, probably, oh man. I know Americans like the big custom, but I think like a nice provolone too. Like you put that on a burger and get that nice and melted. And I mean, if you toast the bun as well, bro, just coming from like an, uh, just an admiration aspect for food, like you get a nice crispy bun that's toasted on a burger and then you get like a nice melted cheese, not to the point where it's like dripping hot out of your mouth when you bite into it, but enough Mm. that sucks in the flavor, like cook it into the burger, bro. Ooh. Mm. Now we talking. Mm. I dig it. One final question. Spam. 
Spam a Subi for sure. We're having that. Oh, yes. Are you kidding me? That's the best thing I ever experienced when I was in Hawaii. My cousins are all native there. So they've grown up there. So he they develop what they call pigeon speak when they talk. I'm pretty sure we talked about mm. it. But it's your words are chopped up like kind of Ebonics. And um, yeah. I was trying to understand him. And he's like, try this. And he hands me this rolled up thing and like zip, like whatever the plastic clear foil is. I'm like, what is this? Like, this looks disgusting. It's just rice and <laughs> spam on top of it. And I ate it. Dude, I was eating like 50 of those things a day. Like those things yeah. are beautiful. So good. So good. I, I, I have a love affair with spam. I, I tell my wife every time. Uh, she doesn't like it because of the texture. Um, she doesn't mind it if it's like maybe hard fried some more, so the texture isn't as spongy. It, it, I think it's the it's just the irkiness of the the meat that she doesn't like. Maybe for but, for her, we could have an option at our restaurant where we grill it and then we put it on ooh. something, so it's a little bit like I like if I'm going to eat red meat, I want that charcoal. Like I want it like tough a little bit i want it so like yeah, yeah, when yeah. i bite into it it doesn't just like like my teeth don't sink into it like i'm biting like uh jello or something i want something that's like hard and has texture to it so when i bite into it i can actually sit there and chew it for a couple minutes rather than you know i, I like it a little bit tough got it no i um i dig the flame i i am a sucker for flame things or on the grill things whenever if we can impart smoke that's what I was trying to get to. Uh, to food, I am I am one hundred percent about it because uh, that flavor is so enticing to me, dude. We should um, definitely that I crave it. We should definitely add to our like restaurant for like a seasonal thing, like during summer or something, where we do a nice campfire roast. Oh, so we do like a had me at campfire. We do like a nice pit, and we get like a like a you know for like people that want to experience what that's like, and then we wrap the food mm. in tin foil because going camping with my dad, he would wrap like a steak or he'd wrap like corn up in tin foil, then cook it and roast mm. it on the fire, dude. That the the flavor that stays inside of it, and then when you bite into mm. that, it's just you can't even explain it. It's an experience. That's a, that's the word you're looking for. It's an experience altogether. And unless you've done it and be in that sort of moment and experience it, um, you can't express the same words because, you know, it, it's a it's an experience. <laughs> like you just have to do it. You have to try it. You need to be firsthand so you understand the emotions that go into it. Now, and here's the, the part of the, uh, the episode where we kind of, we're going to wrap it up ever so slightly. So uh, Robbie and I have been talking about this restaurant. Uh, it'll be our restaurant. We haven't given it a name yet. So I'm going to give it to the listeners. And I think this will be fun for them uh, to give it a little uh, a touch and go. What would you guys name our restaurant? So just, to just kind of give it um, like a recap. It's, it is a fish restaurant, but we're doing some seasonal stuff. Robbie wants some some campfire things on her um, and some spam wasubi because it's amazing. Everybody should love spam. Um, a fifty seater ish with some good lighting, with some with some pictures on the walls, uh, some pictures of the food. How would you guys name our restaurant? That is the question. Leave it on the email description below. But Robbie, would you like to add anything else? And can you give them a little quick thing uh, if you'd like to? If not, I'll just link your stuff underneath. Not a big deal. Yeah, you can link it if you want. I'm just gonna tell them it's out of the blank. Look it up. <laughs> But uh, 
I do want to know though, what would you call it though? Because that's probably someone's uh, gonna. Think I need of a, time, man. Someone's gonna think of a better name, but I got a good one. I just thought of. I'm a, I would call it side swerve. Side swerve because it's a little bit different, but I just picture a neon sign out front, like kind of like how Denny's has, but not so like denny's wise more like like a really cool like maybe like a green and like a maybe like a light purple and then have it okay and and like lettering and say something like side swerve so it's like like what's side swerve and you go and you just get hit with this different style of like food and different style Mm. of kind of ambiance in the air where you're like it doesn't seem like a lot's going on here but then you end up having an amazing experience how do you feel about single word restaurants what if it was just swerve i feel like then we'd be too much like an uber (laughs) like you're like what the hell swerve is that some club i don't want to go there heard heard heard. i i don't know yet like uh in my brain i need to uh, visualize the menu visualize the space and then i'll make um a decision on it i mean if anything we can always just go with our names we'll just put both our names up there Robbie and Casey's or or Rock Casey's I like, or Rock. Let's put your name first. I don't want to be the main guy. Uh, it doesn't, what if we conjoin names? I think that'd be that's more efficient. I think. Crazies. Rock. Crazies. Or crazies. Crazies. There you go. Crazies. Fish. Fish. Crazies. Yeah, I can do. I can. <laughs> so hashtag fish crazies or hashtag. There you go. Hashtag fish crazies. Work. There you go. Let us know in the description below. I'll link the email. Let us know exactly what you guys feel about the uh, the name of the restaurant. But like I said, I'll, I'll link Rob's stuff underneath so you can check him out. Out the blank podcast. I'm on there. He's on mine. Uh, we uh, uh, rather I'll post this next Thursday. Let me pull up the the calendar. So Thursday the thirty first. This is live for everybody to hear. Uh, let us know. We're going out on Halloween, and bro. Yeah, man. Are you going out on Halloween? Well, no. That's what the dates, the episode's coming out. Oh, is that the Halloween? <laughs> you don't know thirty first is Halloween. My God, my my brain is. Dude, I got my, my little cousin. From the I already right got now. my little cousin a costume a month ago because I'm first of all I'm rolling for chicks and I'm rolling okay. for candy. He's gonna do all the go. dirty work for me, and then I'm gonna tell him the poison candy myth that my parents told me when they really just rooted through and picked out all the good stuff like Kit Kats and peanut butter cups. I bought him an egg costume, so he just gets to walk around as an egg, and then I have like a like an awesome chicken costume. It's not like wow, it's not like one you would see in like Toy Story or something, but it's like a manly chicken. Like he's got like just the headpiece, and then like a low like the lower feet part, and then it's just bare shirt. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. I, Go get him. I got a, that's that's all I gotta say. I got a leash and everything, dude. He's gonna have him hooked to like a ten foot leash. <laughs> I actually have a I have a gig on a first. So after um after Halloween, we have a we have a first gig into one of the the towns here, and we're doing like a little Halloween fest, sorta. Like I'm gonna do makeup and stuff, but I don't know about the other guys. Uh, but that should be a fun show altogether. But like I said, links on the description below. All that tags underneath. Make sure you check out Rob. Leave a like, subscribe, review um, his pod. Also mine if you so feel that it's such a good thing. But other than that, guys, thank you so much. And again, let us know. 
Hashtag, what was that again, Rob? Hashtag. Sideswerve and hashtag. Sideswerve. Fish crazies. Fish crazies. There you go. We'll leave you off with that. Peace. Peace.